Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. One. Hi everyone, it's Patricia Warby Alchemy Therapies here and another in my ongoing series of uh, conversations with friends and colleagues. And today I'd like to welcome uh, someone I've known, well, it must be getting on 10 years now, I expect, Andy Anderson. Yes. Andy Anderson, and he's a complementary therapist. He does an awful lot of different things. Um, and I know he's an absolute uh, mine of information on all sorts of health-related matters. So welcome, Andy. And um, I just, sure. yeah, I just wanted to ask you, like I do everyone, how, how did you get involved in doing what you're doing now? Um, I've done lots of different things in, in my life. Um, yachts, boats, I was in construction for 10 years and mm. while I was doing that I hurt my back ah. and I went, uh, I didn't know anything very much about complementary medicine at that time uh, so I went to the medical route and the doctors and uh, they did nothing. I, I had some quite good exercises called the, the McKenzie regime which was mm-hmm. quite good um, but basically, I was working in pain for about two years, and I got absolutely fed up with that. And I could see around about me, you know, all the, all the old boys on, on, on the side going, oh, my elbow, oh, my knees, oh, my back. And I thought, goodness me, I really do not want to be like that in my old age. Mm. So um, I went back to a doctor and I said, look, I want to go to a chiropractor to see if they can do anything about my back. And he said, oh, you don't want to go to one of them quacks. Um, I kind of looked at him and I thought, oh, okay. So I went away and I was still in pain. So a couple of months later, I went to a chiropractor. Um, within three sessions, they explained to me that I'd uh, dislodged my left sacroiliac joint and that it was now back in place and mm-hmm. that I'd have to be a bit careful with lifting for a while and I didn't want to do certain movements. With, with force um, and that was fine and for years I could get on with my life. Um, one thing I couldn't do was turn a trolley around the end of the aisle in the supermarket. Ah. And that was one of the my limitations that I, <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. I had to walk it around and then push it in the direction I wanted. So I couldn't do that limitation thing. Um, but I also knew that I I couldn't continue to work in construction mm. and I would need to retrain. So then it was a, a question of well, what on earth am I going to do? And my partner at the time was interested in reflexology and feet. So I continued to work in construction, but I'd started doing Saturday courses at City College. So I did my basic massage and continued to work to put bread on the table. And my partner at the time um, did a complementary therapies uh, diploma. So we started a a joint business, basically, uh, and gradually just shifted over. Um, um, I did body massage and Indian head massage, plus the anatomy and physiology with it. Uh, I did the aromatherapy, which initially... Uh, before I knew anything about it, I wasn't particularly interested in I wanted to do sports. But, you know, it, it took about two weeks before I discovered that playing with oils was exactly the same as playing with herbs and spices when you cooked. It was great mm. fun. Yeah. 
mm. and uh, a very valuable treatment. So I, I took to that like a duck to water. And it was a course I could do on a Saturday. And then I realized that to do my sports therapy, it was a bigger course. I needed two days at college, two days home study. So I did that at Fairham College um, and worked three days on the back economy to put bread on the table. Yeah. Um, then I moved over, working a day in a chiropractic clinic as a massage therapist, where I met a very interesting guy called Harry Rowe. And he invited me to do the massage therapies at a new practice that he was opening in autumn. Oh. That was the start of my professional career then. Mm. So a case of not sort of one winding thing, but a, a case of moving over. Yeah, yeah. I never had the opportunity of doing something like a three-year degree course. So I, I, for about eight years, I did a diploma course or more. Bits and pieces. Mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um, I'd have never put you as a construction worker. I don't know why. <laughs> it's an interesting history, isn't it? But well, then it's kind of problem solving, and kind yeah, of that's what I yeah, still yeah. do is problem solving. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. It's with people, which of course I much prefer. Yes. Um, rather than with with materials. Yes. Yes. No, fair so enough. My approach is actually still the same. Yeah, yeah. Strange as that might sound. No, no, I just it's an interesting background. You know, I've done many things in my life as well. So we haven't all woken up and instantly yeah, known what it we wanted. Gives a breadth, it gives a breadth of life experience, which you can yes. carry over to um, eliminating people's conditions. It gives you a greater understanding for when people walk through your clinic door. Mm. Mm. And so um, you've run your own business now for how many years? How many years is it going going on? Uh, oh, since 98, I think. So, so we're talking 20... We're getting close to 25 years. 25 years-ish. Wow. Yeah. And and that, I think, is reflected in your breadth of knowledge. You know, you know a lot about so many different areas, I've found. And um, I know you've got particular kind of experience with treating, yeah, people in pain, isn't it? A lot of people come to you yeah, when they're so in pain. Some people are in pain, yeah. Yes. And and so what what do you offer them? I mean, what's the sort of what do you look for? What what are you trying to identify? Okay, I'm, I'm trying to identify a problem area mm. which is, is causing pain, discomfort, lack of mobility, restricting life in, in some way or another. Mm-hmm. And then to identify what problem is in that area and to do something about it, whether that's to improve it in some way, uh, preferably to eradicate the problem. But of course, that's not always possible. Mm. So I've, yeah. I've kind of developed therapies and skills in that order. So I, I combine uh, Dorn method, which is a, a very gentle structural correction method. Mm. And the main body working thing I use is Trina, which is Chinese medical massage. Mm. And incorporated that in Western sports therapy. And I find that's a very, very potent tool set for yeah. musculoskeletal pain. Mm. Yeah. It's, so it's, I'm, I'm looking at, at uh, especially lower back and pelvic problems, spinal problems, neck problems, frozen shoulder, muscle strain, 
mm. repetitive strain injuries of all types, mm. um, all kinds of things like that. Mm. Mm. And are there any sort of commonalities with all of that? You know, are there areas that everybody fails at or, or has an issue with? Well, modern life. <laughs> well, there is, yeah, there is that. Well, it gets thinking, everybody, you know. Yeah, um, I'm thinking more sort of, um, well, we, we sort of talked before we came on air about, you know, breathing, how people breathe, you know, yeah, um, that we know that's an issue for a lot of people is they've got stuck, haven't they, in patterns of breathing, which are not really helping them release. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, it's part of our what I meant when I said modern life, because modern yeah, life uh -huh. is, is, is so stressful. Yes. And stressful breathing, and you're, when you're in stress mode, your breathing is high and shallow, and um, it's functional in terms of running away from tigers, the, the, the sort of evolutionary side of stress response, where you've got to run away from danger, um, mm. or you've got to fight danger, you've got to con contest danger. Yeah. And that doesn't make an awful lot of sense in the modern world, where no. stress is coming from personal relationships, it's coming from, uh, you know, the final demand arriving on the doormat, you know, you, you can't beat the envelope up or run away from it, it just doesn't, doesn't work. Mm. Um, uh, and the other stresses of uh, work-related work stress, where you, know, you have a deadline, or you, you have uh, a line manager or a boss looking over your shoulder and you say, go away, I'm doing this, you, you do something else. No, I want this done. And that kind of stress um, needs management by strategies and breathing strategies are a big part mm. of that, essential part of it. Uh, because breathing is automatic. You know, everybody breathes. You don't have to think about it. But if you've got stressful breathing, it's all, it's up here. So where's the danger? What's going on? Mm. You've got tension and you've got a whole host of things that kick in automatically with hormonal changes and um, nervous system changes. And if you change your breathing, you address this at the same level at which it occurs. So mm -hmm. it's all automatic. As soon as you change your breathing deliberately, and it's the only one you can get a handle on. Mm. As soon as you change your breathing, you can change your stress response. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that um, the breath is very linked to the autonomics and the autonomic nervous system, mm. what you're calling automatic, is the same thing, isn't it? It's the autonomic nervous system which controls everything. It seems to be regulated by the breath to some degree, like the state you're in, you were talking about fight and flight um that's a sort of mobilization state and then and then there's the restful kind of digesting rest and digest state if you're breathing from your belly and and feeling relaxed I, so I, it, I agree I agree with all of that um, breathing is, is is so important um, yeah. in terms of the of people as an organism that there, yeah. there are such direct and important feedback mechanisms that feed into um, the control systems of the body. Mm -hmm. So that when you change your breath, you know, you only need to take a long, small, deep breath. You only need to take three or four of them before your body recognizes that there's a difference. Mm -hmm. You know that you have, you have 
your heart rate changes, your blood oxygenation rate changes, the amount of carbon dioxide in your blood changes. Mm. Um, yeah. Really basic, fundamental, um, not even human, mammalian things. Yes. That, that are millions and millions and millions of years old. They're absolutely fundamental. Mm. If you can get that right, then mm. you know, you're taking care of a major stressor because if your body can't actually get enough oxygen, that in itself is a huge stressor. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very serious one. So, so and I, I, I often yeah. do this with a lot of clients is, is just uh, any, any kind of deep breathing, you know, just watch your baby mm. or just put, put your hands across your belly, just, just fingertips, just, just, just touching. Long, small, deep breath in. Your chest cavity fills. That expands to the abdomen. Your fingers just part. That's your telltale. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do that twelve to fifteen times, everyone will change their stress response. If you practice that, you only need three or four. Then so your body knows what's going to happen, mm -hmm. so it changes quicker. Yes. You, know, you can either remember to do it or you do it after a stressful event or you do it, you know, on the on the hour by the clock. Mm. Um, really important, you do it before you eat. Mm -hmm. So you, you digest your food when you're in uh, parasympathetic nervous yep. system mode um, yep. rather than in a stress mode when the blood mm. is going to your muscles and your awareness rather than your digestive system help you mm. digest your meal yeah yeah very important mm. so um, that's that's a great thing you can help everybody uh just get and and it, get, it helps them to get more aware of their bodies as well because a lot of people are not aware of their own bodies or how they're functioning yeah. um i think there's there's another aspect that doesn't get touched on so much mm. as well but mm. oxygen is essential for energy mm. you know, just imagine walking up two or three flights of stairs mm. the only thing that stops you is because you get out of breath mm -hmm. it's the oxygen that's the limiting factor yes okay so anybody who is tired or fatigued it's often because they've been stressed and not breathing properly and that they have mm. a slight oxygen deficit Mm -hmm. uh, because in, in, instead of changing the breathing rate, what you do is that you lower your activity level. Mm. Because you, most energy is, is aerobic and you get oxygen for it. You, know, you just uh, imagine a fire. You know, you, you, you need uh, fuel and you need oxygen for it to burn. Yes. And, and, you know, the thing has to draw, you know, so if it's choked with ash, you don't have a good fire. Mm. has to draw mm. the oxygen and your body is exactly the same so if you don't have good oxygenation then your activity yeah. levels are more than they otherwise would be and for people whose um, energy levels are compromised mm. that is absolutely essential that the breathing is taken into account mm. other things as well you know that it, it's postural you know if you're uh, if you're feeling sad or if your posture is poor, you're hunched over, well, can't, can't, can't take a full breath. Mm, yeah. 
once you come up into good good posture, you good breath. And yeah. Do, do you remember the Mr. Men? Yes. The little cards, you know, Mr. Happy. Yeah. It's you know, postural. Just yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's and how you hold yourself. If you just go into that posture, mm. it'll set you off as being prepared to be happy. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, if you're in this hundred, oh dear, woe is me, I'm so unhappy. You can't be happy because you can't breathe in. You can't mm. you know, all these mind-body connections. Yeah. All tied up and breath is an integral part of it. Yeah, so it's kind of helping people to retrain their nervous systems isn't it away from that kind of i don't know collapsed uh, state yeah. into one of more activation and and alertness but yeah. also a calm response and um i've noticed well i think you may know the story but when i first got into my story is not dissimilar to yours but i was doing other things and then i got ill um and i remember going to see a practitioner who did uh acupuncture as it happened but he also did other things and he was quite, he, he taught massage. So he knew quite a lot about the body. And he said to me, why have you got, have you noticed you've got a really head forward posture? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and I said, what do you mean? Because I'd never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. yes. And he was saying, no, your head is really forward. You know, um, your, your, your shoulders, the way you're carrying yourself is really off. Uh, and he sort of put, put me in position back, you know, back into how things should be. And I was like, oh, oh really yeah, strange. I've forgotten. Yeah, it felt wrong because I've been like this for so long. Um, and part of it gets habitual, doesn't it? It builds over time um, as the way things are rather than how, you know, to actually correct them, you need to... It's a bit of a, a vicious circle as well. Mm. Mm. Because if, if you're deoxygenating, you don't have enough energy, then you, yes. don't, you, don't support the, you don't have the support in your postural muscles in order to maintain... Uh, proper posture and then therefore proper breathing so exactly once yeah. you're so far down that road it's very mm. difficult to get it back mm. which is why i like the chairs that i have the one i'm sat in because it means mm. that i can breathe back and gravity takes my shoulders and my head back and it naturally opens up opens my, the chest my chest yeah and yeah if i'm going to relax i can have a relaxed breathing and a relaxed posture without and using a lot of energy yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. wow right and energy is another important aspect because um we know a lot of people don't we we both see a lot of people with chronic fatigue syndromes and energy deficit issues yeah. um we, where their functioning has got so low that it's not just a case of stand up straight you know um pull yourself together is it there's there's lots no, going on absolutely mm. so how would you approach that kind of situation well, that, that's um, considerably more difficult, of course, because mm. it's considerably more complicated. Yes. Um, the one thing you can't do is take an energy drink. Yeah. Beyond that, that really does not work. No. That's, uh, that kind of thing is for people who have a metabolism who can take that. When you have that kind of energy deficit, mm. all you're doing is making it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of thing is, is completely out. Mm. You have to come right back to the very start of how does your body make energy? Mm-hmm. You have to address it from, from two directions. One, to increase your energy production, 
Yeah. To, to reduce the things which drain your energy. Absolutely. Without going into, into detail about that, everybody knows that. You know, the, there's the person, oh, God, there's them again. Oh, no. Um, mm. right? or, or, or you walk into a room and, and oh, I don't like this room. I'm not comfortable here. All yeah. of these things are energy drainers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the, and the energy builders are things... Well, before we get technical, the first one is fun. Uh -huh. If you're having a laugh, yeah. your energy is good. Yeah. And that helps to build energy because it gives you a memory of it too. Um, but of course, uh, make, making energy is a body process. So for, first of all, you need um, a, a good diet and good nutrition because yeah. you need the... Uh, not, not just the carbohydrate, fat, and, and protein, macronutrients. You also need a whole host of the micronutrients, which is what is generally missing in the Western society. Very few people can't get enough bonk to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the micronutrients. Micronutrients yep. that, are, that are the issue. Yeah, they're limiting. It's the micronutrients that are involved in the enzymes that convert one thing to another in the body. Mm. So mm -hmm. the energy production system in, again, all mammals, most life actually, is called the citric acid cycle, or old-fashioned people like me, it's called the Krebs cycle. Mm. That takes um, the, the nutrients that you've eaten, and that converts it into electrical energy, and converts it into electrons. If you have sufficient oxygen, which is part of ours, saying oxygen is so important, then yeah. you have aerobic system that produces um, per unit about 36 electrons. Mm -hmm. If you don't have enough oxygen and you're working it anaerobically, you're producing two electrons. Mm. Mm. So the, the, the difference is fantastic. That's, that's the difference between having a life and being able to do things, having reasonable, ordinary activity, and mm. not being able to get out of bed, literally not being able to get out of bed, that mm. energy is reserved for your basic, your basic organs, your heart, your lungs, your kidney, your liver. Yeah, just to keep you alive. So yeah. Somebody in the extreme ME, fibromyalgia, can't get out of bed, that's mm. what's going on. Mm. Mm. They have to... Uh, look after the mitochondria because that's where this takes place mm -hmm. and you're not going to get anywhere at all unless you do that yeah so it's about um, diet and nutrition there are certain shortcuts mm. uh, people with low energy uh, almost universally will um, use coenzyme q10 um, because that allows electrons to be transferred within the mitochondria and yeah. almost anyone with chronic fatigue will benefit from coenzyme Q10. Yeah. Um, also magnesium, almost universally, 98% or something like that. Yeah. Um, and magnesium is involved in the energy conversion process. Uh, mm. It's not just a relaxant for, you know, I, I go hiking, come back, Epsom salts bath, highly recommended by the way, Epsom salts bath. Right? Oh yes. Top tip, mm -hmm. um, because the, the the magnesium relaxes it allows the relaxation phase of the muscle contraction, but it's also used in this Krebs cycle 
um, to manufacture energy. Yes. Um, B vitamins are also absolutely vital in that. And, and, and a few other bits and pieces, but without getting too technical about it, that's what you need. Yeah. So people have got chronically mal, well, you know, they have mal, a kind of form of malnutrition, really, but it's not lacking like carbohydrates and, and the macros. It's these, these micronutrient deficiencies, isn't it? Um, well, yes, um, I, I would kind of uh, agree with that, but uh, things aren't definite yet. We don't actually know. What, what we do know is that everybody with chronic fatigue is short of mitochondria. There's the, the, yeah. Not so pleasant a subject during autopsy and, and things mm. that um, when, when tissue is dissected, people who have chronic fatigue and ME have fewer mitochondria. Yes. People who don't have that. They've so been destroyed. Is yeah. A key piece of the jigsaw, absolutely mm. crucial. Yeah, in yeah. These disorders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and building that and. Um, Mm. Just a little aside here, it seems to me that a lot of the damage is done through carbohydrate. Mm. Yeah. Basically, the system has an input from carbohydrate, fat, and protein. So if you eat mm. too much protein, you can go into them, you can get drive energy from it. Yeah. It's not the best way, it's not so efficient. But it's, it seems to be the carbohydrate one which is not working for various reasons, and, and that's still open to discussion. Mm. Um, but one of the things that uh, can alleviate this is going over to a ketonic diet, yeah. which gives um, energy from fat to those same mitochondria, but in, yeah. in a slightly different pathway. And it seems that there's, there can be big gains in energy from having a ketonic or mm. a mixed diet. This is for everyone, because we don't mm. want to just uh, limit this to people with, with um, chronic fatigue. Mm. Is that everybody would benefit, or everybody's energy system would benefit from a mixed diet. Yeah. So um, a little bit of fasting, um, going over to ketonic burning, um, mm. is actually a really good idea. Yeah, I agree. And we we all overeat carbs and we have less fat. That was that was the the rule, wasn't it? to yes. cut cut down yes. fat but actually good fats are really important for you and and the more we eat Absolutely. the better and the less reliant we are on carbohydrates to fill us up as well yeah so yeah, i'm really glad you brought that up because yeah because the um certain fats are anti-inflammatory mm. nearly all the 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 modern western um saturated the, type yeah. Yes, yes. The, the, mm. the diabetes, the heart attacks, the, mm. the cardiovascular, the strokes, mm. uh, Alzheimer's, the, these, these uh, metabolic, that's the word I'm looking for, these metabolic disorders mm. um, all seem to be carbohydrate based or simple carbohydrate based. Yeah, it's almost poisoning our system, isn't it? The too many yeah. and, and uh, they're, they're, processed. They're all inflammatory. Yes. That's yes. We're all inflammatory. Mm. So mm. having um, an anti-inflammatory diet for strong mm. elements of anti-inflammatory nutrients mm. is also really important. Yeah. The well, most important one of those would be fish oil. Yeah, yeah. Some form of fish oil. Yeah, you can get you can get even ones now that don't uh, require fish. You can do it from 
um, kelp, I think, is it? Or um, oh, yeah, you can some do form it of krill. Krill, well. that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit down the food chain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has better antioxidants, actually, but it's just mm. more concentrated in, in fish. Yes. And, uh, yes. Ah, okay, there, there are worries of, you know, if you go fishing for krill, where you're going to have an environmental impact. Mm, mm. So for, for vegetarians, that, that can be a little bit. Uh, exactly. Because of the, the quantity and the concentration, but um, mm. things like flaxseed oil can, can uh, cover the base there. Yeah, yeah. I use that a lot in my regular diet. So, um, yeah, so really, I think the most important thing you're giving me is that you can make, the average person can make changes. You know, you don't need to be doing anything majorly different. You just have to change your, your lifestyle and your habits and your diet to kind of tweak things to make it possible <clears throat> for your body to heal, which I think is the naturopathic or natural medicine view is we're not, we're not just trying to fix a problem. We're trying to heal the body and create this perfect environment for, um, yeah, a good a good metabolism and, and good good posture. And the body and the mind are working together in harmony. So, um, I love I love the the way you bring things together. I, I find it very inspiring. And I know that we we could probably talk. I think there's another talk in this about uh, more about the um, not mitochondria and the sort of low energy but we're going to stop pretty much here i think um so okay. maybe we'll do another one on that kind of the pacing and pushing you know beyond your mitochondrial capabilities yeah, it is and so on. The, it's a subject in itself it is isn't it so i'd love to do that but in the meantime thank you so much and can i ask I, I if know, you... i've enjoyed it i have to say Excellent. i was nervous to start with <laughs> don't worry uh... everyone is everyone is <laughs> how okay. how how can people contact you if they want to come and uh, see you? Okay, um, my website, orchardtherapist.co.uk. Brilliant. Uh, phone number, 02380 Wow, uh, brilliant. Yep. Okay. That'll do it. So okay. um, it's been lovely talking to you and uh, we'll, we'll organise another one soon. Yeah, All right. okay, Trisha, that's great. Okay. Good, good speaking to you. And everybody, you can subscribe and you can also find me on alchemytherapies.co.uk. Bye for now. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.